Today, it is my honor to introduce to you one of my best friends. He happens to be my campus pastor. He's been on the staff for over a decade, and he's one of the coolest pastors we've got. Would you help me welcome Pastor Sam Marin? Today, we're gonna to talk about food. In fact, in the Bible, food, if you do just a quick word search, word study in the Bible of food or things that are related to food, it's referenced over 1,800 times. The, the Bible talks a lot about food. And when you look at Jesus, Jesus was known as someone who loved to go eat. He was always going to different dinners with people. In fact, the Bible says that the Son of Man came eating and drinking. And in fact, he was accused of eating too much and drinking too much with the wrong people. So today, scripture says that man shall not eat by bread of bread alone, right? But by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And so today, we're going to dive in to God's word. If you're ready, why don't you turn to your neighbor and say, let's eat. Come on, put it in the chat right now. Let's eat. I'm ready to eat. In fact, we're going to go to Luke chapter 7. We're going to see this narrative where a religious leader invites Jesus to dinner. Now, this Pharisee, he was kind of the person that knew everything, knew the law, knew the rules, and he invited Jesus over to dinner. And then a sinful woman hears that Jesus is coming, so she goes and crashes the party. She sits down and she creates a scene. She causes a stir. She falls at Jesus' feet and starts to cry, and she, she starts to wash Jesus' feet with her tears, and then she dries them with her hair. She breaks open a jar of perfume and pours it out on Jesus. She creates this big scene. She wasn't supposed to be there. And at this exchange, in this interaction, it causes a stir, it's scandalous, and people are just watching. A woman who had experienced the pain, the shame of her guilt, of her sins, she comes in and out of gratitude, treats Jesus with the highest level of hospitality that you could show in that day. So when the Pharisee who had invited Jesus to dinner sees this, and this is where we pick up the story in verse 39 of chapter 7, it says this, when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she's a sinner. Jesus answered him, Simon, I've got something to tell you. Tell me, teacher, he said. Two people owed money to a certain money lender. One owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back, so he forgave the debts of both. Now, which of them will love him more? And then Simon replies. It's almost like something turns on in his mind. He says, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt forgiven. You have judged correctly, Jesus said. See, the woman shared her pain through her tears. Everybody say pain. pain. There's a lot of pain in our world today. She shared her pain. The Pharisee saw her and judged her. And after hearing what Jesus said about the debts, canceling the debts, his perspective, everybody say perspective, his perspective shifted. And then you jump down to verse 50, and it says this, Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Everyone say peace. I don't know about you, but I need some peace in my life. I could assure you some peace right about now. There's so much chaos, so much craziness in our world. I need some peace. 
So I've preached on this story before. I've heard it preached many times. Uh, you, maybe you know the story. You've heard it before. And it focuses on the grace that Jesus gives, the forgiveness of sins, the outpouring of this woman's praise. And that's all accurate. But when I read the scriptures this time around, I saw something just a little bit different. And I want to share this with you today, just a little different perspective. You've got three characters, the Pharisee, the sinful woman, and then Jesus, right? The Pharisee, man, I've got it all together. I know the law. I follow the rules. I'm better than others. Then you've got the sinful woman who really recognizes her sin and her shame. She knows it. She's broken outwardly. She expresses it. Two very different people from two very different walks of life with two very different perspectives. And then Jesus, in the middle of this interaction, he comes and he tells them basically, I came for both of you because you're both sinners. So in this encounter, Jesus interacts with both of them and then really tells them, I'm here for both of you. And he changes their perspectives. He changes the way she sees herself, and then he changes the way this Pharisee understands grace and forgiveness. And it all happens over a meal. It all happens over dinner. It all happens over food. So today, we're going to talk about this because something special happens when we break bread together. See, we aren't designed for isolation. We're created for connection. We're wired for connection. You know this. You feel it inside of you. You need other people in your life. And one of the best ways that we can experience that type of connection is over a meal. So I'm going to give you some food science, okay? We're going to geek out a little bit on food, all right? So all over the world, one of the major staples of food in different cultures is beans and rice. You go almost anywhere, you'll find beans and rice in some form or fashion. Africa, Europe, definitely Latin America. Like you'll find in Brazil, your feijoada, some black beans and rice with meat. Like there's all over the world, right? You see beans and rice. Now, let me tell you, rice is a carbohydrate. It's, it gives you energy, it fills you up, right? Beans are full of fiber and by themselves, they're good. But when you combine them together, something unique happens. When you bring those two together in a meal, what they do is they create what's called a complete protein. And protein builds muscle, it brings strength. It creates all the nine essential amino acids that actually are good for human health. By themselves, they're okay. Together, they're better. They're stronger. And see, when you follow Jesus, he takes your uniqueness, your individuality, your own experiences. He brings other people into your life with their uniqueness, their individuality, their life experiences. And what does he do? He brings you together to make you better, to make you stronger. So it's me, it's you and Jesus. So today I wanna to talk to you, and this is the title of my message. I wanna to talk to you about beans and rice and Jesus Christ. Y'all ready? So I want to I wanna tell you this real quick, because I'm going to talk about gathering together over a meal. It's so important. And I recognize that there are many right now who you still can't gather. And, and I get that. I understand it. But I want you to hear me. Biblical community, being around other Christ followers is so important for you. 
It applies to you too. You've gotta figure this out. For some of you, this is the most important thing you'll figure out today, how to have biblical community in your life. It's so important because you know it. We've seen what over the last 60 months, the, the desolation and really the impact that isolation has had on us. And it's so important for you to get this. You know, pastoring during this pandemic has been uh, full of challenges. And one thing that I constantly see almost every day, I see crippling isolation, I see increased separation and ongoing division. Increased isolation, ongoing division and crippling isolation. People that are going through painful moments all by themselves. I can't tell you how many times I've seen a family who wasn't able to be there for their loved one when they passed away in the hospital. I can't tell you how many people are feeling deep pain and they're going through it by themselves. Increased separation. This thought, I'm better off alone. I don't need others. Ongoing division. It's this mindset that others are a threat. It's happening. I see it. Long time friendships ending over stupid things, over some really hard things. Marriages ending in divorce because you think, I'm just better off alone. An ongoing division. And see, the truth is, and this pandemic has highlighted the fact that the enemy came to kill, steal, and destroy. But Christ came so that we would have life and life to the fullest. And that's the good news is that God wants you to have a full life. See, he wants you to experience the fullness of life by finding the right people to walk alongside of. This is your tribe. This is your crew. This is your posse. These are your homies. Like whatever you want to call it. Like these are the people that are walking with you in your life. And when you find your group of people, there's three things that happen. The first one is you learn to pass the salt. Tell your neighbor, pass the salt. Put it in the chat right now. Pass the salt. You can type that in. Maybe a little salt shaker emoji in there, all right? You pass the salt. Salt makes things taste good, right? Like you need some salt, you pass the salt. And salt mixed with water in the right solution actually has a lot of healing properties. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Guys, you know you take that Epsom salt bath at the end of the day. Y'all get in your bath really. You know you do. Salt has a lot of healing properties, right? And, and it is so good to bring health and to bring healing. And the truth is, is that we all face pain in life. We're all facing pain right now. We're gonna go through difficult seasons. We're gonna experience deep hurt in our lives. Let me introduce you to my sister, Pam, my brother-in-law, Aaron, and their two boys, Carlos and Emilio. Uh, this is my, my older sister, Pam, and uh, incredible family. And then this is their son, uh, Rodrigo. We call him Roro, and uh, that's my nephew. Um, in June 4, June 4th, 2014, my sister called me. They, live in Cal they used to live in California. And she said, hey, you guys, can you start praying for Roro? He's, he's sick and we're headed to the hospital. So we started to pray. And then shortly after that, she called back and she said, um, Roro's gone. He passed away. Three years old. He'd suffered a, a major allergic reaction and they couldn't save him. 
We were devastated. The pain no parent should ever feel. And so we jumped on a plane to California and went out there and spent um, three weeks with them. And we hurt, we cried, we mourned together. And, uh, and then it was time to come home. And that was really painful to have to leave my sister and my brother-in-law and my nephews to not be able to be there with them in the days, months, years to come. But we knew that they had community. They had people in their lives that they could walk with and we knew they were in good hands and that helped a little bit. But honestly, it was painful to not be there for them. Fast forward a few years, four years to be exact, um, we met the Fosters. And this family is such an incredible family. Um, and that little boy in the middle, his name is Cannon. Cannon um, was born with a uh, chromosomal abnormality. He was the only, only the fourth reported case in the entire world, one in almost two billion. This kid was so amazing. He lit up a room anytime he rolled in. He was so special. Now, early on, the doctors told Kelly and Zach, hey, you need to prepare for the worst. We don't think he'll survive. You just need to be ready. And this kid just kind of said, no, nah, I got my own stuff. Like, I'm going to keep fighting. He's an incredible fighter. And uh, man, at eight years old, Cannon went on to go home with Jesus. We knew that God had brought Zach and Kelly into our lives in this season. And he brought us together. And they're part of our life group. Y'all remember the guy that taught me noodling? That's Zach. God brought us together so that we could share our pain, so that we could heal together, so that we could walk with each other. We could cry with each other. But then also so that every single year we could release balloons into the air and have cake to celebrate Cannon's birthday. You see, he brought us together. You need the right people in your life to share your pain so that you can heal together, to pass the salt. We learned to pass the salt. That's what the woman did. This woman, she shared her pain. She poured it out over Jesus. She cried and she wept at the feet of Jesus and Jesus was there for it. He was there for her. And listen to me, there are those of you today, you're going through some serious pain. And Jesus is here for you. He wants to bring you healing and peace, just like he did to her, just like he did to my sister, just like he's done for the fosters. God wants to heal your pain. He's here for you right now. In fact, the Bible says that he is close to the brokenhearted and he rescues those whose spirits are crushed. He's here for you today. Let me tell you, Scripture tells us very clearly that one day, one day he will wipe away all the tears from our eyes and there will be no more pain, no more suffering, no more death. We'll experience his goodness. And so here's the thing, until we get to heaven, we're gonna have pain. We're gonna hurt, but you don't have to hurt alone. God wants you to be in community with others that will help you heal, that will help you share your pain, to carry each other's burdens. So you pass the salt. The second thing you learn is you learn to really, really gain perspective and you taste the difference. 
You taste the difference. Look, it's good to have people in your life that are like you, same stage of life, you know, married with kids, single. Like, it's good to have people that are, are similar to you. But man, life is better when you mix it up. Life is better when you bring some other people around you that are a little bit different than you, okay? That live, look, and think differently than you. When you bring others into your life like that, it makes your life spicier, okay? It makes it better. Liz and I love to mix it up. We love to try food from all over the world. In fact, if, if we were to visit your state or your part of the world, Put it in the chat right now. Those of you online, just put it in the chat. What meal would we have to absolutely try? We're always looking for meal ideas, try to try different things from the world. But you gain perspective when you involve people into your life that are different than you. It makes your life better. It makes your life stronger. And right now, in this time, in this season, the current temperature of society can feel like if you're different, you're a threat. If you don't agree with me, then you're against me. If you don't support me, then you must hate me. And in the body of Christ, that's just not true. As Christ followers, listen, we're called to embrace each other. First Peter chapter three, verse eight says it this way. Peter tells us, all of you, all of you embrace each other. He says, have unity of mind sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, and a humble mind. It's good to taste the difference, to gain perspective, to do life with others who look, live, and think differently than you. And see, in the body of Christ, difference doesn't equal division. Difference equals strength. And when you do life with others who are different, you gain perspective. You gain understanding, sympathy, empathy. Your life becomes better. Luke 7, 40, verse 47 says, Jesus brings the revelation to this man, okay, this Pharisee. He sees things from a certain way, but Jesus brings perspective to him. He explains to her why this woman is pouring out her praise. And then he realizes, oh, I get it. She's been forgiven of a lot. Your perspective shifts, it changes. Your life is better when you have other people around you, people that look differently than you. And now, more than ever, I love what Pastor Craig says, a divided world needs a united church. We're meant to be united. We're meant to do life with each other. See, our lives are better when we do life with other Christ followers who are different than us. John 13, 35 says it this way, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. When you find that group of people, you pass the salt, we share our pain, we heal together, okay? You taste the difference, perspective matters, it changes. And then finally, you learn to savor the flavor. You savor the flavor. There's three ingredients for this. The first one is when you're meeting with other Christ followers, when you're breaking bread together, okay, in the presence of Jesus, man, you begin to experience the peace that he gives. And that peace tastes so good, right? This is what scripture says in Psalm 34, 8. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. The world wants you to worry. The world wants you to fear, to doubt, to live constantly stressed out, freaked out. The enemy wants you to stay hidden, to stay isolated. He, he's telling you, if you open up, they'll judge you. 
But here's the thing, when you share your pain, when you gain perspective in the context of those godly relationships, what happens when the storms of life come? You can still experience peace. You can experience peace, a peace that surpasses understanding. In fact, Jesus says it this way. He says, peace I leave you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. See, this is what happened in that story. This woman, she shared her pain. The Pharisee gained perspective. And then Jesus looks and says, go in peace. In this story, there are three different characters. And I believe we can all relate in some way. Maybe it's like the Pharisee. I've got it all together. I follow the rules. I know my scriptures. I got my version Bible Street going. But maybe you get to a point where you're judging others. Maybe you're more like the sinful woman. Oh, you know you messed up. Everyone knows your stuff. Everyone knows what you've done. And you desperately need Jesus. See, the answer is in community. Community is the key. For some of you, man, the truth is, is you need to get back to just attending church regularly. Those of you joining us online. What, something happens that's special when you come and worship together with Jesus in his presence. God does something. He brings you peace. And our church is a place that regularly welcomes Pharisees and big-time sinners. Like, everybody's welcome, right? Everyone is welcome. We're all broken. Some of us just mask it a little bit better, right? We worship together in the presence of Jesus, and he brings us peace. And another way to experience the power of godly relationships is in a life group. And honestly, life group, it's simple, and it's a lot of fun. Life group is a lot of fun. Like our life group loves to have fun. And today, I kind of want to end the message on a fun note. And so I'm going to do something that I don't think has ever been done in the history of our church. I'm going to cook for you guys. Can I cook a little bit? Is that all right? Can I cook a little bit for y'all? We're going to cook up a meal today. We're going to, y'all give it up for Rick and Seth. Come on. We are going to cook up a meal today. Let me just get set up. And... Uh, Here's the thing, look at this. We got a nice little apron because can't be getting messy, you know? Gotta cook. Here we go. Welcome to Cocina Life Church. All right, we're gonna cook up a storm today and I'm your host, Sam Marin, your host filled with the habanero holy ghost. And we're gonna cook up my signature dish beans and rice and Jesus Christ. And uh, this meal is meant to be shared with others. So today I've asked a couple of people to uh, help me cook up a storm. Would you help me welcome all the way from Life Church, Shawnee, Pastor Trevor Williams. Come on, give it up for Pastor Trevor. Come on, baby. <laughs> Good stuff, good stuff. All right. And uh, we, need, we need a little bit of muscle in this place. Yeah, we, need we need some muscle. All the way from Life Church, Midwest City. Would you welcome Pastor Stefan Reed? <laughs> What's up, baby? Mm, come on, y'all. Hey, good stuff, man. Hey, so, uh, man, would you guys help me cook up some yeah. food? Oh, yeah. All right. So, so I need some tomatoes sliced. Easy with that now. Easy. Okay. We need some sliced tomatoes. Stefan, would you chop up some bacon? I know you love bacon. Only on Friday. Only on Friday. <laughs> All right. So 
Y'all remember how I told you that having, uh, having people that are different than you makes your life better? Well, you can tell we are very different people up here, right? We're very different. A little bit. A little bit different. Trevor, uh, what, five, five, six, six, five, six, Not six? five, six. Not five, that's me. Not five, six. Uh, six, five with the boots on. Six, five yeah, with the boots yeah, on. on. Yep. Former uh, college football player. Oklahoma State come University. On. Yeah, okay. about that. Yep. Some, we got some uh, Pokes fans here. Yeah, we do. Hey, uh, man, I'm so thankful for you, Trevor. Uh, you've helped me in my life and you've helped me change my perspective. Um, one, uh, when I first moved to Oklahoma, you taught me uh, about cheese logs, chicken fried steak. Fried okra. Fried okra. Fried okra, yeah. So if you're wondering like, what are you guys talking about? It's called heavenly food. Yes, it is. It's so good. Straight from the heart of Jesus. Straight no from doubt. his heart. But you know, um, more than just uh, food, and you've taught me something about willing to do anything anything short of sin to reach people that are far from Jesus. You've taught me and shown me how to show people the love of God regardless of how bad they've been. And man, I don't know many people that have such a big heart like you do and your perspective has shifted me and it's changed my life, man. It's changed the way I see people and look at people and I'm thankful for you, brother. Thanks, Sam. Appreciate Thank you. you, man. Come on. Yeah. Pastor Stefan. Yes, sir. We're very different. Like, look at him and look at me. No, 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 no. Like, like look at him. Okay. okay. Look at him <laughs> and look at me. <laughs> like, we're very different. Um, and, you know, even the way that you've taught me about food, like that it's not just to consume, but actually food is fuel for your body. And, man, you've pushed me and encouraged me to take care of my physical body because it's the temple of the Holy Spirit. And that perspective shifted things inside of me. You've made my life better. It's impacted not just my physical health, but every other aspect of my life. And I'm really thankful for you, bro. Really appreciate you, man. <laughs> Chop up that bacon. All right, so let's get set up here. I'm gonna serve you guys today because today we've got some great food. We got some, uh, some beans and rice. Now, I want you to check this out. I don't know if we can zoom in here real quick, but we got some white rice, okay? We went white because uh, it's cheaper and... Uh, <laughs> Good white rice. This rice now, it's really, it's really simple to make. If you've never made rice, it's really easy to do. Very simple. And cooking time's about 17 to 30 minutes, you know, depending on how much rice you put. I put a little bit of butter in there just for a little bit of smoothness. You can say that it is creamy, it is steamy, and oh, so dreamy, oh, right? That's what we got. We got some white rice. And then we also have some black beans. We went with black because uh, these are some of my favorite beans. But you can also go with red beans. You could go with uh, white beans. Like you can do all kinds of different beans, right? But uh, this one is a little bit different. You cook the beans low and slow. Kind of like I, li I like to ride my low rider. Low and slow, right? It does have some secret seasonings that I can't tell you about, but uh, I'm gonna plate for you guys here right. real quick. So we're gonna get a little bit of rice for Pastor Stefan. That's a lot of rice. It's a lot of rice. It's <laughs> all right. Put a lot of beans. All right, now I got some fixings. That's how we say here in Oklahoma, some fixings, right? Or toppings, all right? We got some queso fresco, okay? Not queso, it's not queso, it's queso. 
queso fresco. The best way I can describe this is if you took ricotta and you took uh, feta and they had a baby. That's what this is right here. So I'm gonna put a little bit of queso fresco right there. Right. Come on. Now we got, uh, we got some salsa. We got some green salsa and we got some black salsa. I don't know if you can see that right there. That's some black salsa. You'll have to tune in to next week to get the recipe on that black salsa right there. That's habanero. That's habanero right there, baby. Spicy. You know? Spicy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Got a little bit of salt. Come on. <laughs> All right. Some cilantro. Just a little cilantro there. Some bacon. No, no, no. Nope. No bacon? No bacon. No bacon. You okay. can only keep that for, I'll take the bacon. You'll take the bacon. All right. I'm going to keep it right there. All right. Only on my cheat meal. Only on the cheat meal. Let me get you set up, Pastor Trevor. We got some rice. We got some beans. You gonna do spicy yeah. today? Yeah, I'm gonna try some habanero. Oh, you're brave. If you're brave, give me a wave. If you're brave, give me a wave. All right, we'll put a little bit of habanero on it. Just a little, a little bit. bit of that. All right, let's get you a little bit. Oh. Hey. Okay. Put a little cilantro. We got cilantro, bacon. You said you didn't want some bacon. Yeah, All right. put a little down there. Too. There you are. All right. Hey, here's a spoon for you. Thank you. Come on. Hey, my favorite time right. watching you guys eat it. Go ahead, take a bite, and tell me what you think. That's habanero right there. <laughs> <laughs> you might need some more beans. Is that smoked habanero? Yeah, yeah, I can't tell you, man. I can't tell you. Oh, no, Sam. Um, man, it's good. I think mine needs some bacon. A little bit of bacon. Come on. <laughs> there you go. Listen, um, God told me to come and to make you hungry. Not just for food, but for community more of Jesus. See, Jesus said it. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that they may have life and life to the full. You see, we're better together. And in order to experience the fullness that life of life that God has for us, the truth is, is all we need is beans and rice and Jesus Christ. Y'all go back there, eat that up. Y'all enjoy it. Y'all give it up for Pastor Trevor, Pastor Stefan. I'm gonna try to take this off, here we go. At all of our churches and those online, would you take a moment, just bow your head in prayer right now. You know, maybe you're here today and uh, you say, you know what, I'm going through some pain in my life and you've been going through that pain by yourself. Today's a day to break free to experience life, the life that Jesus has for you. Maybe you're here and you need some perspective. The truth is, is you've been locked in your own mindset and you need some other people around you to grow in your perspective. Or maybe there's those of you here that you need peace. Life is chaos for you. There's an internal battle happening and you just need peace. If that's you today and you say, I need peace, I need perspective. I'm really going through some pain. Would you raise your hand right now at all our Life Church locations? Raise your hand. I want to pray for you. So many hands going up here in this place. God, I pray right now that in this moment, your Holy Spirit would come and bring peace to our hearts, Lord. God, that today relationships would form to help us share in our pain and heal together. Lord, we ask you to heal our hearts, Lord. As we continue in an attitude of prayer with every head bowed and every eye closed, nobody looking around. There are those of you that you're here today and there is one relationship that you do not have. 
Maybe you've tried to live your life filling what is a void inside of you. You've tried to fill it with substances or other relationships or material things and nothing fills that void. And if today Jesus was here and he invited you to sit down over a meal and he asked you, hey, how's our relationship? If you're honest, you would say, man, I don't think we have one. Some of you may even feel like God could never love someone like you because you've sinned so much. And let me just tell you, you sin, I sin, we all sin, we all fall short of God's standard and our sin separates us from a holy God. And yet God loved you so much that he sent his son Jesus who lived a sinless life and died on a cross for the forgiveness of our sins. But he did not stay dead. After three days, he rose again so that anyone, and this includes you, anyone who calls on the name of Jesus would be saved, would be forgiven. And that is why you're here. And you're not just watching by accident. God brought you here for this moment to surrender your life to him, to enter into a relationship with God. And this is your moment right here, right now. So if that's you, if you say, I need Jesus, I need his grace, I need his forgiveness, it's time to turn away from your sins, time to turn towards Christ, and he will forgive you, he will make you new, he will fill you with his peace, and for many of you, that is why you're here. So if that's you, you say, yes, I need Jesus today, I'm ready to give him my life. If that's you, would you raise your hand right now, raise it up in this place, at online, just go ahead and say, yes, I'm giving my life to Jesus. I'll see you right here, God bless you. Welcome to the family of God. Hands going up at all our Life Church locations. People saying yes to Jesus. Would you pray with those around you? Just repeat after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I give you my life. I surrender my heart. Forgive me of my sins and make me new. Fill me with your spirit so I can follow you and serve you all the days of my life. No more guilt. No more shame. My life belongs to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Church family, would you celebrate with those around you today? Welcome people into the family of God.